There's no problem too big or small, no issue too hot or cold, and no subject these gentlemen won't talk about. Let's head into the lab to see what they're working to figure out today. Let's get into it and get down to it. Welcome to Figure It Out. This is George Grumbacher. Joining me, as always, is Centauri Minor. Hello, folks. And it's just Centauri and I today. So helping us move from awareness to action is our 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 impressive intellects and our sharp wits. So we will see how that goes. We will see how this goes, George. <laughs> and, you know, we haven't done that many shows as of late. Um, I know that we were talking about doing one about COVID, but that apparently was not inspiring or moving enough. And so we decided to, to just do Black Lives Matter because that's not... A, just just because. And just because it's, well, that, and because it's not only a great movement, um, but also I think, you know, right now we're in this very, very strange time in our country where, um, you know, the killing of George Floyd has sparked um, some social unrest, and it's been interesting to see how folks have reacted to that. I, I was talking to someone today about, like, the Drew Brees, and I'm not sure if our listeners saw what happened with Drew Brees, over the last couple of days, but um, he issued a statement that did not go well, um, and he had a lot of pushback from folks within the NFL and then the greater community in um, Louisiana. But what was interesting and new about this piece is that there was so much pushback that has never happened before. He, I think he's issued maybe three, as, as I can count, three apologies so far. So I think right now is just, uh, I'm excited to have a conversation about something that's so topical and timely and really it's either really divisive or you have folks that are really galvanizing around it in a, a strange way that I, I, I've just never seen before. So happy to have this conversation about what we're seeing and uh, what are our thoughts on it. Yeah. Well, I think that that's really well said right there. So really well said. It just depends on uh, the room that you're in or the part of the internet you're looking at, because I think that it's <laughs> probably sure. all there, but, but hundred percent, this does uh, certainly feel, um, because it's 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 I don't think that anybody in, in America has not been aware that uh, that there's a problem with 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 violence against black people by the police. That's what if we're going to talk about the NFL. That's what Colin mm-hmm. Kaepernick was talking about years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, so anyway, well, uh, we talked just a second ago about how to sort of kick this off. Um, and you sort of shared a little bit. Is there is there anything else that you want to talk about? And then I'll sort of go. No, I think uh, I think the best way to do this is just kind of riff off each other. I think uh, you go, and then I'll, I'll, I'll have any remarks or anything. It's just I, I'm very curious because uh, George and I have not talked about this, this at length, so you're getting it live, our uh, candid and um, and raw thoughts. So just you go, and then we'll talk. Yeah, no, I appreciate that. So, and I think it's I, I guess not obvious, but I certainly think that. Uh, what happened was was that the police officer murdered George Floyd, and I think that we hopefully can all agree on that at, at this point, and that uh, certainly racism exists in the country, and uh, it's it's time for a change. You know, we, we've known each other for probably five or six years now, and uh, have had all the conversations sometimes. Mm-hmm sometimes mm-hmm. uh sober and sometimes sometimes drunk about about racism in America and um and I think a really important thing that that I've come to over over the last couple of years probably is just how important it is 
and how hard it is to have open and honest conversations since mm-hmm. like we had with Catherine Alonzo on her podcast just we're, we're we're not giving each other any room or or perhaps it's so important that 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 we do give some people room and myself included because my thoughts on everything are always always evolving because I'm capable mm-hmm. of learning and 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 I and I always am learning so um, I think that a couple of things that I've heard lately that have been really impactful, uh, somebody was talking about how with sexism, you don't just put it on women to end sexism, right? It requires men to also take an active role in ending That's that. That's a wonderful point, yeah. I thought that was excellent. And then somebody else was talking about how um, drunk driving used to be a really uh, common occurrence in the United States until mothers against drunk driving kind of put their flag in the ground and now it's absolutely the opposite of that is is not uh socially acceptable so um i think that there's two things just from a framing standpoint when you're looking at um one of our country's hardest issues um most divisive issues uh to sort of be thinking about it um and then again you know just to be open to to taking in new information and learning on it, so that's 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 certainly where that, that I think that's part of it. And then you know, it's this confluence of events with with COVID nineteen and mm. people being um, l- um, quarantined and just sort of you know, people losing their jobs, people losing their livelihoods, um, people suffering from mental illness. I mean, that was that alone. My 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 goodness, could have been. Um, just this massive event and we're still going through it. Right. It's not like COVID went away. Right. If um, anything, it seems like it's getting, I don't know if you've seen as an aside, just the latest, the latest number of cases that are coming through and it's like peak, not, it's not even peaking. It's just the largest number of cases are happening. So we're still right in the middle of COVID uh, right now. Yeah. Just going up and up and up. But I mean, I was talking to, to, to my wife about that. I mean, I said, Hey, you know, you can't, you can't just expect people to, to, to not work. You will see people out rioting. Um, now, would would the response have been this way um, mm. if if COVID had not happened? And I don't know the answer to that. But again, it just is what it is. I mean, here we are and we're at this moment. And I certainly think that that has played a part in it. Um, people feeling disenfranchised uh, more so. Um, you know, I think that COVID is has probably impacted um, uh, people in lower socioeconomic levels more so than than people who mm-hmm. are more well-off and affluent. And, you know, this is a conversation about racism in America, but it also seems to be a conversation or rather uh, an event about um, income inequality and, and, and class disparity. So it's, it's all these things. And for me, it, it's a matter of it's like, what the fuck is going on here? What, what, what the fuck is, is, is really, you know, what's really going on here? And, and, and yeah, I, I want to talk about Black Lives Matter specifically and George Floyd, but I also want to talk about, I think what this is shining light on greater problems of just broken institutions, like, like our entire political system and journalism and the media, how they've covered COVID and now they're covering this and um, it just you can go up and down the line. I mean, there's things to point to about about the police unions and the role that they've played, and um, and that just leads you to other things like 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 churches and and because they've shuffled around 
pedophiles and sex offenders, just like right, these right, police right. unions are shuffling around uh, asshole cops. Um, so I think it's a lot. Um, and I'm certainly, ex- uh, I'm not excited. Uh, I'm, I'm interested in uh, engaging in a conversation or doing whatever I can to, um, to, to, to keep the movement going forward. And you know, Centauri, that I, 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 I've been serving on the citizens review board for the Phoenix police department for like, right. Like a long time now. Right. And so it's always been, I, I, I have a lot of respect for law enforcement and I didn't always, you know, I spent the first half of my life avoiding cops and then, you know, (laughs) Right. And uh, and then I I got involved and in, I did the uh, the Citizens Police Academy for Phoenix Police Department. I did that and I had I was so impressed by the professionalism that they will then invite you to sit on this review board. And I think people are these days hearing a lot more about review boards and what those things are and all that good stuff. So um, I, I don't you know I, I think that I don't know that my perspective is any different necessarily, but just that it's. I hope it's also a call that if people are really interested in this, that they actually do something about it and take action as opposed to just posting a black box on Instagram. Right. I so. think, yeah. Um, yeah you've, brought, you've brought up a lot of good points around just, you've, you've framed it well, institutions. I, this is the first time that I'm seeing such a, a, a big call for dialogue, I think. And in that, I'm hoping that more and more people kind of listen to seek understanding uh, rather than to... Um, kind of provide a counter narrative. I think I was a big piece of this has been me thinking through how do you get people to understand big problems, whatever that might be, racism, sexism, uh, without putting their own lens on it. So right now I'm going on this kind of like listening or rather speaking tour with uh, close friends and colleagues around. I need you to just listen without a but, without a how about. Uh, I just need you to listen to these stories. Um, and people have been really receptive to that. And, you know, with the the counter narratives, I was talking to someone today and they were they gave a great analogy about triage. And because I've had a lot of folks say, like, terrible what happened to George Floyd. Right. But but what about looting? What about black on black crime? What about uh, all these cities are controlled by Democrats? And so it's a partisan thing. All of these things. Right. And someone did a good analogy of triage. He said, you know, if you walk into, if, a, if, a, if an overweight man walks into an ER uh, with a gunshot wound, you treat the gunshot wound, you don't talk to him about diet and exercise. Like he clearly need that is clearly something he's going to have to address right, right now. What needs to be addressed is the fact that he got shot. Mm-hmm. Um, and so for these conversations, it's it's been interesting to see the folks who have been receptive to it of like, yes, there are. There are so many problems with um, different communities. There's uh, people are going back and forth on like the actual data behind our cops. Is there is there actually a systemic problem with policing? I mean, that's not the conversation that I want to have right now. Um, and by right now, I mean in these in these instances, it's more so. How do we talk about the fact that this black man um, was killed by a white cop who put his uh, you know he it, it was the first time I think that we saw on tape where it wasn't a um, uh, a heat of the moment thing. No one pulled out a gun. This was intentional eight minutes of someone that you could have put in a police car. You could have done literally anything else with of someone saying, nope, I'm going to murder this person. And also what I think is the scariest part of this is that the person had the um, kind of the audacity and just the gall to do this right on camera. Right. So this this officer 
pretty much knew or thought that nothing was going to happen to him because he did this while hundreds of cameras were on him. So he, in his mind, was thinking, I'm going to do this and there will be no recourse. There will be no consequences. And that's kind of where I want. I've been hoping all conversations would go. And it's been really interesting to see the folks that have really grappled onto that and folks that have said, absolutely. Um, I, I, I've, folks that I would have never have guessed would say something like, the only conversation we need to have right now is what happened on that ground. Don't care about the, the looting and the rioting. Um, and if you want to have a conversation about that later, we can. Uh, but the, the, I think this is the first time where people are absolutely holding folks to the fire and saying, we have this one issue is the thing that we need to get through right now. And then the other stuff we can talk about later. But I do think to your point, it's hard to have these really hard conversations um, without, I, I think the big thing for me also is just holding a space for, um, for kind of, I hate saying safe space, but a safe space uh, for grace, right? So when you're having conversations about race and we, you, you and I have talked about this, People are going to mess up. People are going to fuck up. People are going to say the wrong thing. People are not going to get it right. And instead of attacking them in those moments, just use that as a, a, a learning opportunity. And that's where I am right now of having conversations with people who have never had to think about or and certainly not articulate their thoughts on race and just hearing hearing them and their thoughts, but also giving them an opportunity to hear me um, probably in a way that they just haven't even thought talked about before. Like the, the idea that so many people have been like, oh, I never really thought about like you, this would impact you. It's like, well, no, I can't stop being a black man. Uh, <laughs> just, <laughs> that's just my life. But we've just never had that intentional conversation. Right. And I've been actually if anything, I would say that this has given me hope that more and more people are actually seeing it and being open to it. And we just have to keep that dialogue going without, I think the thing that is going to, I'm, I'm just not an extreme person in general. So I think the one thing that is going to stop this stop dialogue is if you keep like shaming and forcing people to do it. But I think you have to be people in the middle to lead with love um, and just like empathy and kindness, as Catherine Alonso always says, uh, the kindness is so important. And I do think when you're having these very hard conversations, both sides need to realize that we're, 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 this is brand new for a lot of people and that has to, we have to be respectful and mindful of that. Yeah. Amen. That triage, um, analogy is, is, is a very good one and asking for people to simply respond to what happened here is, is super important. Um, and, and, and very valuable talking about what's really going on here what just happened. And, you know, I, I think that, that from my, just personally, uh, in, in over the time that we've known each other, I think that, that anytime that I push back or sort of tried to deflect, it's just because I didn't want to live. And I don't, I, 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 I don't want to live in a world that, 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 that's, that's racist. And so that's sort of my, I guess, I, I don't know if it's an idealized, desire of well no it's not these are just outliers these are just things that happen these aren't really evidence that 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 there are really these deep problems um and so to be able to just coach people and say hey you know what we don't need to try to unpeel the entire onion today let's just you know let's talk about this and then talk about how in fact that there are you know there are these this is this is not we're talking about this one problem, but it is in fact emblematic of things that are going on every day in in America. And I think it's hard for um, I think it's hard for I appreciate you saying that. I think it's also 
really easy or maybe I don't even say easy. It's human for folks to get very naturally defensive around these topics because it's hard for people to kind of realize where they've been complicit or contributed to it. Um, when you think about like um, um, I was talking to a, a social worker and they were thinking they were talking about outside of this when you um, was it Freud that didn't want to write about like the patients that he saw didn't want to pick up and write about sexual abuse because he couldn't think about like it was too hard for him to think about it was too just hard and he then wrote it off so for a lot of people it's like if i don't have to think about it then it just doesn't exist in the world um and then rev and then when you're forced to have these conversations about race it also forces people to say like oh maybe i've definitely not been racist but i haven't been anti-racist or maybe i did do something and people just don't want to grapple with that and that's human nature and so i think now more and more or it seems in the last week the, the conversations have shifted to I'm willing to have um, a conversation about it. I was really thankful for a couple of people who actually reached out and um, have one just reached out to see how I'm doing during all this, which is very, uh, very, very kind. But two, ask, what should I be reading? What should I, I, I just don't even know where to begin on this. And that's been really cool to kind of provide somewhat of a framework of an education. And again, I'm not, an, I'm not an expert. I'm not a you know, social psychologist or anything, but I do have, so a kind of a little bit of a list of things that people have always recommended to me to give to folks. And it's been, this is the first time that people have actually asked, like, what can I do for my part? Um, and then I've been actually really, um, really impressed with big brands. Uh, one that I just saw recently was like at the San Diego Zoo that sent a note out. And it was pretty much like, I was like, what can a zoo say? And it was around their employees. They, they were saying, we support the people that work for these animals. And if they're if we're hearing their stories and that's what they're saying, then this is what we're going to we're going to fight against. And so you have all these institutions that you would never think um, or never have previously said anything are now all coming out and doing that. And it's refreshing. Um, but then on the on the token, I think you and I are both realists and <laughs> we're realists and uh, realize that. Um, uh, with all this kind of conversation, there's going to be an inherent, there, there will be a backlash in some way. And I'm just wondering what that's going to look like and then how we as a community can just pivot quickly back to, we need to have a conversation about us and we versus you, uh, uh, us versus them. And I, I, I'm hopeful. I'm, I am hopeful more so this time than others. But I, I wonder what that's going to look like when folks just kind of get fed up and say, this is a bunch of BS. Why are we, why is every brand that I know sending all these notes? And you're kind of seeing a little bit of that and those people are being shut down immediately. But I do think it warrants eventually a larger conversation about why they are, why that backlash exists. And I don't think it's just like those people are racist. I don't, I don't know those people. I don't know what's in their hearts, but I do think there's some reason as to why people are inherently pushing back against these conversations. Yeah. Yeah. That's fair. And, and I don't think there's not necessarily a right answer to the question. Right. Um, other, you know, I think that, well, I, I mean, at some point, and I think this is going back to the media, when you have the media talking about uh, white nationalism all the time and alt, alt-right and, and all that, that's, that's going to wear on white people. And so there's going to be a backlash. <laughs> just, I mean, right. you, you, you can't keep calling somebody racist, and if they're not racist, uh, and so I, I agree with you that asking yourself that question 
really. And maybe to, I had a conversation with somebody this morning and they said, you know, if somebody asks you 20 years from now, like, like if, if when, when, when my kids are 25 and they're like, man, 2020 was one fucking crazy year. What were you doing? How, how did you respond to, to the George Floyd thing? Right. Murder. Um, you know? And so, okay, well, how, how should I be showing up? Should I be somebody that's, that's posting on Twitter this is a bunch of bullshit. This is, uh, this is, you know, the, the pandemic, and this is George Floyd is, uh, it didn't really happen. Whatever, you know, is, is, is that the kind of person that, 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 that right. I want to be telling my kids that, that, that I was doing, or was it somebody who was trying to, trying to learn and figure out where my thinking might be wrong and figure out where I can actually move the needle and, and have an impact? Yeah, it's, um, it's funny because you, 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 you think about exactly that. But do you say, say, say you do believe it's just a bunch of bullshit? I don't understand why anyone would like publicly say that, knowing where we are now and thinking through like what brands are doing. You'll be immediately shut down. Um, how you're going to be viewed in the future? But I'm also, I'm also understanding like there are people who are flat earthers and Holocaust yeah, deniers. So right. there's just, there are people out there that no matter what data, no matter what, they're just going to say, no, that just didn't happen. And I guess, I guess my point would be, then you're actually probably not trying to reach those people, right? Like if they, there's nothing you're going to do or say, or any dialogue or conversation that's going to get them to, uh, <laughs> to be anything other than exactly who they are. And that's, that's also fine. Like, cause you, people only have so much emotional bandwidth. I know I'm, I'm, I was asking, uh, I was asking my therapist about that today. It's like, what, what, what do you do? And he, he said, there are going to be some folks that you can move and some folks you can't, and you got to save your, your energy for the folks that you think could, um, be able to have these conversations and the ones that don't want to have it, you, you can now make a mental note of that. And then you decide if you want to engage them, disengage them as friends, as colleagues, as whoever in the future, but now your time and your, your bandwidth has to be spent on those that you think you can actually move the needle with. Yeah, I think that that's right. And if, if, if Twitter was the real world, then we'd all be fucked, <laughs> but it's not. Uh, but you know what? It's probably a classic, it's a classic, you know, curve where there's probably, you know, let's, let's be hopeful and say that 10% on one end is got both their middle fingers up to the other side and then 10% on the other side, you know, gives it right back. But there's that 80% in the middle that's probably willing, um, able, willing, to, to entertain a conversation about this stuff. And I don't know if my numbers are right, whatever you, right, you right, sort right, of right. get the idea. I also think that it's, it's also, it's, it's important. You talked about, you know, do I have, do I have space to, to right. be thinking about this stuff? And I think it's I just, fuck it. I think I'm honestly, when I see people like Meghan Markle or whatever the fuck her name is saying about <laughs> whatever, say whatever the fuck she said about whatever the fuck she's talking about. I, you know what? And then, it's like you have to be doing this or doing that. I'm like, bitch, I don't have to do shit, you know. Right. And it true. really is. It's this virtue signaling that really gets under my skin. That's a good, yeah. And I mean, and for companies too. Okay, great. You know, but you're a fucking publicly traded company, and profit is your only motive. So okay, maybe, maybe. Um, and I guess I shouldn't be so negative about it, but that's just my honest feelings on it right now. So perhaps I have some learning to do. Um, but I, just just being honest, I mean, there's a lot of causes out there, man. You know, sexism is a real thing. Anti-Semitism, anti-Muslim. There's 50,000 Americans a year kill themselves, for God's sake. And I bet that number's right. going to be double this year. And human trafficking and sexual assault and, 
you know what, not not everybody's going to be able to pick up the banner here and, and, and run with right. this one as well. And I think that that's just being honest. I think that you have to have that conversation too and then not paint me a bigot or a racist if I'm not, um, you know, leading marches. Right. And I, I think however however people want to support is that's, I mean, that's up to you. Um, up to you. I, I personally didn't do like the, um, the blackout thing on Instagram. That's just not my, my platform for social justice. Instagram is not my platform for social justice. Um, but I do You're think more of a TikTok man, <laughs> more of a TikTok. Man. I still can't figure that out. Um, but I do think there is a, I, I will push back a little on what you said. And I do think there's a space for everyone to at least have a, um, conversation in all of those places around like if it's not racism, sexism or whatever that might be. I don't think you I don't think you necessarily have to pick a cause um, and that like you have to go out and donate or picket or protest or anything. But I do think the best thing you could do is say like I'm going to provide space for these people, a woman to talk about me too or a black friend to talk about race or um, to learn about what sex trafficking looks like. I don't think it has to be this um, I think protest and support however you want to again, however that looks for you. But I do think uh, one of the things that is really fascinating right now is this idea that it's not enough to just be um, uh, say that you're not a racist. It's it, you have to now be anti-racist. And I think it's I've seen I've seen people call out other people and on things that have been clearly things six months ago they probably would have just let slide. Or now they're like, you, dude, that's it's just not cool anymore. Like you can't say that. And that I think is actually that doesn't cost anyone anything. Uh, it might cost you a friendship, but um, it doesn't cost you anything. Uh, and those are some of the things I really, really like seeing. And I do think it's also um, as having a conversation with a coworker about it being generational too. If you're 17 or 19 right now, this is this is your cause, and it's really cool to see. And those the young kids have so much more energy than. Uh, than than either of us, and they're really driving these conversations, and they're they're going to be the generation that forces everyone to really pay attention and do something. And I I think for better or for worse, uh, they're going to shape what this looks like, and I'm I'm excited for that. But I do definitely agree with you on the virtue signaling of there's one thing that invites someone to the conversation. There's another thing that like shame them. So by someone saying like, That's you right. didn't post this or you didn't do this, it's like, well, no, you can do whatever you want, but just be supportive in whatever way that looks like. I don't, I, 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 the virtue signaling is a lot. And I do think to your point, there is a lot of like, how much of this are you doing it because you care about like this cause or how much are you doing it because you just don't want to seem like the person that doesn't. Um, and I guess that's, I guess as long as it's being supported in either way, it's fine. But I do, I, I'm, I'm curious about, um, someone, there was someone I interacted with recently that was, that said something like, I can't believe as a black man, you didn't post, well, I, I, I don't even know what it was supposed to be, like a black square on Blackout Friday or Blackout Tuesday, whatever it was supposed to be. And I was like, because all of my days are spending having conversations like the one yeah. that we're having. Like, like believe I, it, believe I, it, fuck yeah. face. <laughs> yeah, I didn't put it on Instagram because that's not my platform for this. But if it's your platform, cool. Like I go do what you have to do, but don't tell anyone what they uh, what they should be doing. The shooting is the problem there. Um, but I, I definitely agree. The virtue signaling is, uh, now that's going to be interesting moving forward, especially as, as we have more communication, um, communication outlets and, and platforms. It's, yeah, it's yeah, so many TikTok, Instagram, Facebook. Sure. It's, it's like, ha, geez, man, <laughs> yeah. how, how much of this is going to drown out the actual like needs of the, of each of these, of the, each of these causes. Yeah, no, I, I totally get it. Um, right. And some of those, so many of those young people that you're talking about, 
they're they're some of them unfortunately I, I think are are gonna be and are some of the most intolerant tolerant people in in the world mm, intolerant tolerant like that I mean because they're super tolerant unless your viewpoint is different than theirs and then they <laughs> right. are not they are intolerant at that point right. I mean do you see what the what the New York Times did with I don't even know the guy it's some I think he was a Republican senator or congressman or something he submitted an op-ed and there was so much backlash from the employees of the New York Times that they pulled it. Like, you know what? And and and, and I could be way uh, wrong on this issue, but it was a matter of from from what I read, it was it was a lot of these these young young folks that were talking about how the language or the message he was talking about was was essentially violence. And and mm. I mean, like that's the New York Times. So anyway. Hopefully the youth will will uh, save us, Centauri. But um, <laughs> well, I mean, we need a little tolerance far. with our tolerance. I so. do think we need a little tolerance with our tolerance. I do think, if anything, there's free speech. I mean, while I may not agree with a lot of some of the articles and counter narratives, I do think they should exist and people should That's read right. them and they should be out there. I mean, I I want to read them. I want to know what other people are thinking. Exactly. So to say that like. This shouldn't exist because you don't agree with it. That's that's one. I'm an American. That's against like you. That's you can't do that. Um, and two, it's bet the more we know about all of this, the better. So for sure, yeah. Um, <laughs> Emily's like, like, oh my gosh, you know, what? Why do they let you know like the KKK uh, parade or whatever? I'm like, hey, you want to know who those motherfuckers are? You know, <laughs> yeah, you want to know exactly. <laughs> You want them in the light of day, you know, sharing, showing everybody who they are. So, you know, you don't want them to be, you know, hidden away in in, in the shadows because then you don't know, you know, so the more one of the things, I mean, before we hop off, I think one of the things that um, speaking of social media, someone has said to do, which is really fascinating. And I now do is um, always keep your comments on and never delete. And the point being is like you want to know what people are thinking and then people can make their own decisions. So, um, so I forget, someone called out Justin Timberlake for like yeah, posting something Black Lives Matters and then um, turning his comments off. And another celebrity was like, "You should probably turn your comments on because you want to see which of your fans are going to be for this or against this." And it was fascinating once he did turn comments on, where it was like, "Oh, oh, there's definitely some folks that are Justin Timberlake fans that do not agree with his message." And uh, I, I think it's to your point. It's like you you you, you do want to know who are the people out there that are you know going to be under the KKK head. So yeah. And and also, <laughs> comments on social media are the biggest cesspool on the face of the earth. So, yeah, if there's any if there's any if there's any recommendation I can give our listeners is to just spend half an hour and like a Reddit subthread or just on Twitter. It's just the best thing in the world. Yeah, or right, best <laughs> best worst thing in the world for sure. Yeah. Anyway, well, brother, I'm 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 glad that we solved this problem. Yes, we uh, in our 25, half, half, 25 minutes, half an hour. Um, no, I think honestly, we, you and I have such a good um, friendship. And I think it does come, I think, if anything, for my advice to folks would be, if you're, if you're grappling with the, any of these issues, find someone to have a conversation with and have full, full transparency, some empathy, come from a place of love. Um, as long as you can have a conversation where, you're not attacking the other person and uh, actually just actively listening, which you've been wonderful with George. Um, kudos to you is that's, it's really productive. And so hopefully more and more, hopefully this podcast will at least get folks to 
reach out to someone and say, like, let's just talk. Yeah. Yeah. I think that that's, <clears throat> that's an excellent conclusion from it or for, for the show. So I appreciate, uh, appreciate, appreciate the conversation, Centauri. So excellent. Um, I forgot how, how, how it is that we wrap this up. It is a uh, keep questioning because the struggle is real. Is that it? That works. That is, and it's more true than ever. Is, isn't that the quote? Yeah. So <laughs> literally, Hey y'all keep questioning <laughs> because the struggle is real. Oh, I love you. Before I go quick announcement, I've been asked by so many people over the past couple of years about how do I start a podcast that I've developed and released a course that will teach you exactly how to do that step by step from figuring out the kind of show that you want to have to understanding how all the technology works behind it and then how to get great guests and keep the thing moving and how to grow it. So if you're interested in that, check it out and go to georgegrombacher.com forward slash podcast course and you'll find it there you can just go to the website i'll also list that in the notes of the show